Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. Hello everyone, it's Raiden Stancil and Merce Tariq. We have with us also Morgan Dunn, our Chief Operating Officer. And this is our episode of the podcast, what we call Retirement in Action. Now, last week, uh, we did a role play. Morgan played Marianne, and uh, Merce and I played ourselves as far as uh, what our roles are within the financial planning process. And we kind of took you through what that first appointment would look like with a lot of financial advisors, at least the way it looks in our office. And we really kind of got to know Marianne a little bit. We, we talked about her financial situation, uh, what her retirement goal was, uh, what her assets were, what her income was. So if you didn't hear that episode, go back to last Wednesday and you'll be able to hear all the details of Marianne. But we're going to pick it up from here. And this is part two. And at this point, imagine what's happened is uh, Marianne now has gone away. She went home. She's come back to the office now and it's say a week to 10 uh, days later, and Merce and I have done some work. Merce has taken all of the data that Marianne has given us, and he's put it into a program or a software that we call a retirement analyzer, and it helps us to think through all the numbers. So now Marianne's come back into the office, and we're gonna walk her through those numbers, and we're gonna handle some what ifs, and so we kind of want you to see what the second visit of this particular planning phase would go. So Marianne, we welcome you back here into our, our uh, hypothetical office. Nice to have you. <laughs> it's good to be here. All right, great. So here's what we did, Marianne. Um, uh, Merce has taken all of your information. He's put it into our software program. We really want to take you through all of this. I like to always head these meetings up and, and what I'll do is I'm gonna take you through some confirmation and I just wanna make sure, cause sometimes when we're putting numbers in, we get things maybe a little bit off. So I just wanna confirm and, and make sure we're correct here. Your date of birth is November 6, 1959, correct? That's correct. All right, nice. Uh, and then we talked about the fact that you're working now, uh, but your goal is, is it about 62? Is it you want to leave the particular company you're with now, the, currently? And then you want to maybe do some consulting work for a few years after that? Yes. Okay, fantastic. And then when we looked at your um, Social Security, we have down that your Social Security at age 66 is, we're estimating it at $3,200 a month. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Oh, very good. All right. And then one of the things that we don't do, and I, you'll see this on the software, Marianne, is that uh, Social Security, since its beginning, has used what is called COLA or cost of living adjustment. And the average on that has been about 1.5% a year. But in our opinion, we believe if there's anything the government would uh, alter on Social Security, that's really one of the easiest ones. Now, we don't know that they're going to do that, 
but we just we, we want to make this conservative. So we are not going to do any increases on your Social Security. That'll be conservative. So if you get any, that's all going to be extra up and above this. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Okay, good. Um, now, you do not have a pension. So we're just now going to go on and start looking at the assets. So now Merce is going to walk you through and just kind of start. And again, a lot of this, all we're doing right now is just verifying all the numbers and then it's going to give us the outcome. Okay. Very good. So Marianne, I just want to run through the assets that you gave us to make sure that we put them in properly. Uh, the first one is your 401k. At the time you told us it was about 750,000. Does that sound good? Yes. All right. And then there's a few other accounts out there, a brokerage account of around 550, uh, some stock options with the company that's around 270,000. And, and then you keep about $60,000 in cash on hand. Does that all sound good? That's all correct. Good. So now going back to your 401k, we did talk about you doing regular contributions into that. Um, and so the number that we came down to on a monthly basis is around $3,100 a month that's going into your 401k. Yes. And so by the way, the way that we came back, came to that number is we took, you said that you were maxing it out. So the max for this year is 26,000. And then you also said that you're getting a 6% match that the company is giving you. And so we took the max 26,000 plus the 6% match and just broke that down to a monthly number. So that's how we arrived at that 3,100. Yeah, it's all good. Okay. So if we take all those and we add them up, um, your total assets right now, investable assets, as we call it, um, is 1.63 million. So 1,630,000. And just for clarity on that, when, when, when Merce said that investable assets, what that means is we do not have any equity in your home or anything like that in that. So that's not your net worth. This is just money that you have saved either in retirement accounts or non-retirement accounts, cash on hand. Right. Understood. Okay, great. Now, for the purpose of what we're doing today, we're going to uh, start at a place and then we're going to run some what ifs based off of that. But what we're going to do on that 1.6 million that you have today is we're going to make an assumption that it's going to earn 6% um, over, the, over the next, the rest of your lifetime, basically. Um, and so, and I just want to say one thing on that. What we're not saying is, is that we've picked a portfolio that's going to actually earn six. Uh, we haven't gotten to that phase yet. So at this point, we're just running a hypothetical and we like to make that number conservative. So we don't want to run a seven, eight or nine because we think that that's, you know, depending on what portfolio or risk tolerance you have may be too high. We don't want to say it's going to be three or four. And the reason why is because you might say, well, no, I can take more risk than that. So we're just trying to say, let's just go with a conservative number. And then we're going to start here and then we can work off the what ifs. We're, we're not at this point picking a portfolio or picking any kind of investment strategy. That makes sense. Okay. So now we've got all of your assets lined up. And now the other big part of the conversation that we had in that last visit was, well, all around your spending. How much are you spending? So what we did is we broke those down based on how you gave it to us. And we have, essentially, we have four categories for you. We have your baseline expenses. That is $5,700 a month. And on that, we're actually going to run an inflation. Uh, we're going to run inflation of 3% there. So that number is going to continue to grow every single year. Does that sound good? Yes. All right. And then there are the, a couple other pieces that, that were part of your overall budget. One is you mentioned that you like to travel. You've got uh, kids in Wyoming and you've got a, a child in D.C. And so you said overall throughout the year, you probably end up averaging about $1,000 a month going to visit them. Does that sound good? Yeah, that's true. Okay. 
And now the mortgage, you've got a mortgage, but you said you're going to have it paid off by the age of 65. So only a couple years away. And you said that was around $1,800 a month. That's correct. So what we're going to do there is we don't want to inflate that. A mortgage has a fixed rate to it. And so a fixed payment, it doesn't go up, doesn't go down. So that 1800 a month, what we're going to do is simulate that being in the budget now, but it's actually going to go away um, in a few years at the end of 2024. So that'll come off of the overall expenses that you have uh, going out the door. And then the last piece is you mentioned that you like to contribute to your uh, your two grandchildren's, uh, their 529 plans. And you said you do about 50 bucks a month to each. So we're going to add that in uh, until the youngest. And how old did you say the youngest was? Five years old. Okay. So the youngest will turn 18, uh, 15 years from now, hopefully entering college by then. And so we're going to run that 529 contribution until 2033. So hundred bucks a month until 2033. So, so 13 years. So 13 years. Correct. So 100 bucks a month for 13 years, that'll be 2033, and then that'll come off of your budget as well. You've made your commitment that you're going to help fund their 529, and then you'll have fulfilled that by 2033. So one thing I want to say on this, because sometimes the question comes up, you know, why did you use 3% on inflation? Is that going to cover everything that we would need? And I just want to talk about that. So here's how we do it, is if you look at historically, for the last 10 years, inflation has been about 1.8%. For the last 106 years, it's been 3.22%. So 3% is higher than what it's been for the last 10 years, a little bit lower than the 106 years, but we feel it's a pretty good number. But it is something that we could change. We could lower it. We could raise it. We just decided, hey, for right now, let's run the inflation number at 3%. Okay? okay. And I do have an, an update on the expenses as well that I needed to mention. Okay, great. So what we'll do is we're going to run things how they are right now, and then we'll come back and we can handle that in the, in the follow-up, okay? Okay, great. All right. So the next piece of the plan is something that was kind of is important to you. You decided, you know, that you see yourself working at Big Pharma until you turn 62, but then you wanted to transition into the consulting world. And so we're going to simulate that. And I remember you said you were thinking um, that you could comfortably earn, say, $10,000 a month. Um, but what we, we said, you know, just built off of, we want to make a conservative plan. You know, we're not running COLA on the Social Security. We're going to run a higher than expected inflation. Um, we're going to run a conservative rate of return. So we may as well stick with all the conservative nuances. And let's say, instead of saying we're going to earn $10,000 a month, let's earn half of that. Let's earn $5,000 a month. And the beauty of that is if, you know, if you can, if, it, if the plan works with you, earning $5,000 a month for a short period of time. If you make more, that's great. That's all just, uh, what's the word here? Icing on top of the cake. Right. Uh, so, and then we can always update that as well if you start to really blow it away in the consulting world. Does that sound okay. fair? Yeah, that does. I'd rather be safe there. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out.
All right, so now what we're going to do is transition. So basically what we have done is we've taken everything that you gave us, your, your plan goal for retirement, we've taken all the assets, we've taken your expenses, we've taken Social Security, and now we have this plan in front of us. So what we want to do now is kind of run you through how the rest of your life is going to look from a retirement income perspective. So if I can point you to the retirement page, and basically what we're looking at here is your age 62. So I know you're not 62 yet, but we fast forwarded to when you actually do, we'll call this semi-retire or enter into the consulting world. And so you're 62 and I'm just going to run across the columns here. Basically, you've started your consulting work. So we've got $5,000 a month coming in from consulting. And that's a conservative guess. We can update that if we need to. If it's 10, if it's 15, whatever it is, we can make changes. But let's start with that 5000 a month coming in the door. Now, you go along the column and you'll see that that, that puts you at a net monthly income because it's not tax-free money that you're making con with the consulting. So you're going to net around 3600 a month. Okay. And then we've got your expenses that we have to deal with. So your expenses by, by age 62, so a little bit inflation there, you're going to expect that your expenses have grown to around $8,800 a month. So remember, we're spending $8,800 a month. And for this point in time, there's really, there isn't that much coming in the door. And so we have a small deficit that we have to deal with, a deficit of about $5,200 a month that we have to basically say we've got some money coming in, but it's not enough to cover all the expenses. So where are we going to cover that deficit from? Now, it's going to come from the retirement funds. So over to the right you, in the column for retirement funds, uh, you're 1.6 million because of the couple years that until, uh, until we get to your age 62, there's been some return there. So you've done a couple things. You've earned some money in the markets. You've, so you've earned that 6% that we said as well, your 401k, you've contributed. Um, so you've got growth, growth from the market as well as just your own saving. And that brings you to that 1.6 in a matter of a couple of years has grown to almost 1.8 million. Right. And so now, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm just looking over the sheet and I'm looking down the numbers and, and it goes up and up and up for a while, but then it starts to go down near, down here around 80 or so. Yeah, so basically what's happening is, is you look at this, and I know that most folks are, I'm going to just say this, are, are listening and not able to see the sheet. What this is, is in all essence, is a printout of a spreadsheet. And on the far right-hand column, that number that Merce just talked about, that 1.7 million, that's mm -hmm. kind of saying, what do you have on hand? And then as you look down that right-hand column, what everybody would be seeing is if you were looking at this document is you're seeing a running balance. And so the question that Marianne had is, is as she sees that balance, she's pulling money out, but the balance is going up and she's wondering how is that possible that I'm pulling money out and yet my balance is going up. But what you have to remember is that the investments are earning money. So at this point, because your withdrawal rate is not, is less than what you are actually earning, your mm -hmm. balance is going up at this point. Now, as you get later in life, the amount of income you need is going up because of inflation. And so, for example, you today are $8,800 a month in expenses based on your current spend rate. By the time you're 90, you're spending roughly $13,000 a month 
to live like you are today on that amount of money. Okay, so that makes you're sense. You're spending more money. So now you're pulling out more money than what you're actually making. And so that's why the balance will go down. So it does go up for a little bit and then it starts to come down in the later years. Okay. So one thing that also helps with that is the fact that you are going to do the consulting work too. So you still have some income coming in the doors in, in the years that we call retirement. Um, so we, we simulate that you're going to earn that consulting income until 2025, which is a key year because that's when you turn 66. So you decide, and this could change, this is all fluid, but we're, we're illustrating that you decide by the age 66, you're done with the consulting work as well. So you're fully retired now. And this is at the point that we would turn on social security. So you'll see in the column for social security that $3,200 is now coming in the door. The 5,000 a month from the consulting income is now gone. And so uh, you're, you're now, your only income source is the social security. So consulting is gone and it has an impact on how much now we have to withdraw from the assets, which is still not any more than we're making. So we're, we're making more in the, uh, the investments are making more than you're withdrawing. So withdrawal rate is still uh, very desirable in a way. And, and what about my required minimum distribution? I know that's 72, right? Has that been figured in? Uh, yes, it has. So that's a great question. The required minimum distribution for you is age 72. And that only applies to your uh, IRA 401k type assets. So in fact, it is, it is um, considered in this iteration. And basically what the software is projecting is that when you turn 72, based on your 401k now, based on how it's going to grow until you do turn 72, uh, it's projecting that you're going to have to withdraw about somewhere in the realm of twenty dollars to $25,000 a year that you're going to have to withdraw from that from that 401k every single year or that IRA every single year. And that number, it adjusts every single year based on the balance and based on your age. Okay. So yeah, to answer your question, it is fully part of the simulation and it's always gonna be in there. So now as we go, there's a couple of things that we built in from the, from the expenses standpoint. Uh, we said a few things. One, you'll notice, uh, let's see, on a, when you turn, I'm just looking down the spreadsheet here. I'm looking for where the mortgage goes away. It goes away at 2024. So uh, basically it, what we had figured is that there was a few years left. So at your age 65, moving into 66, that balance, you'll start to see there that your income or expenses rather go down a little bit because that mortgage is paid off. I see that. Correct. And then we had another budget that was built in, the travel budget that we basically built in until you were 80. And you mm -hmm. said, you know, at some point, I'm going to not want to travel as much, or maybe I'll ask my kids to come visit me instead of me going out to visit them. So we said the travel budget is going to go away at age 80. And then also the, the 529 contribution that you're doing for the grandkids. Uh, so that's going to fall off as well. So a few, few different things that fall off all throughout retirement. And ultimately, what we want to, we want to get to is how does everything look from a cash flow perspective? Um, Basically, everything looks really good. And we like to look at it, we pick an age. So we're going to pick age 90 for you, Marianne. And okay. at 90, uh, based on your withdrawals, based on how the investments are performing, uh, you basically have a little bit over $2 million left at age 90. So we entered retirement at age 62, 1.7 million. We get to age 90 and we've grown the asset. 
uh, to a little bit over 2 million. So overall, that's something that we like to see. That means your withdrawal rate isn't too high. You're not spending too much. There's some fluff in there for, for the what ifs that we, you know, we can dream up, but we have no idea what's going to happen over the next 30, 40 years of your retirement. Right. Right. All right. Great. So now what we've got is a couple of quick what ifs and mm -hmm. We just want to take you through these quickly. So what I want everybody to do is remember what our age 90 number is. So at age 90, in this scenario, we have a little over $2 million, $2.1 million left in the plan. So everything looks good. Now, sometimes people go, wow, I don't want to leave that much money behind to somebody else. So I should spend more money. But what I want to make sure that everybody's clear on is that it is possible that we don't earn as much money as we thought we were going to earn. So that's one scenario. And I just want to show you the difference between a 1% spread. So what we're going to do is instead of you earning 6%, we're going to drop it to 5%. Now, this is not to alarm you. This is just to simply say, we don't want to make, look at a plan and go, wow, that's way too much or it's way too rich. Let's, let's make this even more conservative. So now, by just dropping your rate of return from 6% to 5%, your age 90 number dropped from $2,100,000 down to $837,000. Wow. So we, we yeah. want to have flexibility in the plan. Now, you might look at that and go, well, well, my goodness, now I'm nervous again. Well, how do I deal with that? Well, you mentioned something earlier, Marianne. You said that you wanted to make a little adjustment in your spending plan. Could you, could you share with us what that is? Yes, after I left your office last week, I went home and started digging a little bit deeper into my into my expenses and I'm actually only spending 5200 a month, not the 5700 that I told you before. Okay. So now, what that is is that's about 500 less than what you said or that is 500 less. So it drops our overall spending down from uh our total before was 8500 and now it drops it down. No, it was 8,600. Yep. It looks shy of 8,700. Okay. So now it's 8,100. So now all that changed was $500 a month. So remember what we just had was 837,000 at age 90, 5% mm -hmm. return. All we did was just lower it by $500 a month. And now at age 90, I've got $1,596,000. Wow. So one of the things that we really teach all of our potential clients and our clients is that there's two major things we need to consider. One is rate of return, but the other is the spending plan. By just lowering my spending plan by $500 a month, it added $1.2 million or a little over, um, I'm sorry, $800,000 over into the budget. I'm, I'm sorry, into the ending number that was left on the spreadsheet there at age 90. So it's a big, big difference, a big spread. Now, I know that today in about 20 minutes, we've gone through a lot. And we thank you, Morgan, for playing along with us and helping us walk folks through this. But there's a lot more what ifs that we would normally take through. We just don't have time to do it today. For example, what if you die early? Number two, what if uh, you uh, need a long-term care scenario? And then we have to take you through the risk tolerance profile, meaning how much risk are you willing to take on your portfolio? And that's a really, really big question. That's a big uh, amount of what we do in the planning. So for everyone listening, we are going to have a part three and we're going to come back again and we're going to talk to Marianne and we're going to take you through the what if of long-term care. 
We're going to take her to a what if, if she died early, what would happen to the assets? And then we're going to talk to her about her risk tolerance. How can she determine how she should invest the money so that she would know what type of, of loss she would be willing to accept? And some people will take more, some will take less. So we welcome you back for part three. And let me just say this before you go, that if you're hearing all these numbers and you're thinking, wow, this sounds like a lot, um, it can be. Uh, we try to make it as simple as possible, but we encourage you to go over to our website, which is uh, www.pomwealth.net. That's pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. And there is a opt-in or a, or a four steps to secure your retirement video series. It's a mini video course. And Merce and I walk through four videos that walk you through all of these different things. We have, you know, much more of a conversation around this. We encourage you to do that. But thank you very much, Morgan. We hope everyone appreciated this. Thank you, uh, Merce, for doing all the hard work and getting all this put into the software. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone have a great day. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.